Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself, and this is the podcast for Wednesday, January 17, 2024. Welcome to the podcast. I'm the podcaster. You're the podcaster. You know it. You know the drill, and you know what this is. All right. That is the official. Official? The official. We don't know fiscal. We don't do budget. The official mascot of this uh, Wednesday, I don't know, whack-a-mole. We'll call it whatever you want. You fill in the blanks. Uh, again, thanks for all the emails and the links and the shares and all that good stuff. Uh, we are still in C. Why not every day? Five C days. People love C days. I am not one of those people. I We're on a very small ship, 600 and, 619 guests on board. It is not overloaded. It's full, but it, you know we have a lot of solo people. Oh, do we have solo people? There had to be 40 people last night upstairs for the solo travelers Get together. That's as many solo people I've seen in solo. I can't tell how long it's been. But in any case, it seems like even though the ship is not packed full of people, when I turn to get on the stairwell, I hit somebody. When I come out of the elevator, I walk into somebody. So I hide in my room. I'm hiding in my room, and that's it. Have you picked up on it yet? Yes, indeed. This is the podcast for Wednesday, January 17, 2024. It is being recorded uh, the late afternoon before, because all the news that will happen has happened, and we're not a breaking news podcast. I'm not Wolf Blitzer on a roof in Baghdad. Uh, I'm a comic doing a podcast, and I can't do it tomorrow at 4 in the morning because my real job gets in the way. I perform tomorrow night for all of these wonderful people that are sailing around the world wondering, can't they have better entertainment? Uh, this is the Streamline Podcast. If you happen to be new to the podcast, the regulars already notice it, but the new people, because I've been pimping the podcast quite a bit, uh, we're going right through Stream of Unconscious, Consciousness the Podcast, right through uh, no breaks, no headline music. We do have music today, though. I think that's why yesterday I was a little out of sorts. I was a little off my game. I wasn't hitting it on all five, six, seven cylinders. I think because I didn't have any music. So today we have a little music, but let's get to it. Huh? Prayers for our military. This is standard issue in the podcast. We start with the prayers for our military. I'm not diminishing it. It's very scary out there right now. I have a nephew who flies some big jet for the Air Force, but it's a non-combat. But is there such a thing as non-combat right now in certain parts of the world? It's crazy. So prayers for the military men and women. Uh, MSC Cruisers has canceled three grand voyages scheduled for April, sailing from South Africa and the UAE to Europe because they don't know whether they can get through the Red Sea, the Suez Canal. It's not safe. So they pulled the trigger in January. They yanked the plug, pulled the trigger. Maybe they weren't selling anyway. And they're going to go deadhead. They're still going to have to take them there. They're just not going to take it with guests. I made this comment before. Wait a minute. Wait, I didn't sign up for this. So 
hopefully by then, uh, cooler heads will prevail. Well, that won't happen. The IBWJs, Iranian back whack jobs, they're not going to cool down. That's ah, not going to happen. These people have been nuts. They, they grow up nuts. They're trained to be nuts. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, it costs uh, all of those people that were going to do a, a grand voyage. They call them grand voyages. One was for 21 days. One was for 24. One was for 23. Here at Oceania, we just call that a longer voyage than normal. But they called it a grand voyage, okay? Uh, and they've canceled them. You can get your money back, uh, or you can use it for a future cruise or whatever. No uh, bonus. They're not giving you, a, you know, an ice cream or anything. That's it. You get your money back, or pick another one. But they're not going to go through because of the Hooties, no blowfish, and the Yemenites and Hezbollahs and all those other crazy people. And I will talk about it every day because every day is in the news, and every day that goes on, it has an effect on the business that we're in. Now we will. I won't be, but this ship is scheduled to make that transit at some point during this 180-day extravaganza. I will be long gone. Yeah. And if I keep it up, if I don't stay on brand, I'll be long gone sooner. Wash your hands, wash them often. So far, only one since I started the first year, one norovirus outbreak on Celebrity Constellation. It just means people got sick for 24 hours. It's not much fun. What are you going to do? Wash your bottle, you know that. Didn't have birthdays yesterday. Had the birthdays, didn't have the music. The technical glitch has been glitched, or my glitch has been unglitched. Something happened. I didn't even feel it. Uh, but you missed out this on this yesterday. It was her birthday. Oh, by the way, it was uh, my birthday yesterday to my buddy Scott. I missed that. I don't do last names. You know who you are. My buddy Scott, it was his birthday. And my buddy John, I could say Fabric John. It was his birthday. I messed that up, too. My wife is in charge of birthdays in this family. Both of those Lovely young men receive birthday cards, I'm certain. But I forgot to say it on air, so happy birthday. And happy birthday yesterday, too. There's no business like show business like no business I know. The great Ethel Merman. Everything about it is appealing. My life. Everything that traffic will allow. What traffic? Nowhere could you get that happy feeling. I'm happy. When you are stealing that extra bow. Uh, I don't take bows. I hate pals. Like show people, I'll get it over with. When they are long. Boom, boom, boom. Yesterday they told you you would not go far. Yes, they did. Not an hour ago. <laughs> so annoying. Sing it, babe. Uh, the great Ethel Merman, known in the business as a belter. That doesn't mean she beat her kids. It means that she had some set of pipes, if you know what I mean there. Also, uh, on the regular birthday part of it, uh, today's birthday, uh, Kid Rock, I was going to do some Kid Rock music, but uh, music and memories of it. Uh, music creates memories, and this goes back to my childhood. Um, this song is by a guy that you would you would say he was uh, the Michael Buble of his time, but he never made it big like Mikey. The more I see you the more I want you. No idea who it is, do you? See? It's kind of boobly, a little thin. Wrong underwear. <laughs> you lost it. Uh-huh. 
All right, is that, that it? Thank you. That is, you don't know his name, do you? Chris Montez. He had a lot of hits. And when he first came out with that song, the uh, record uh, producers and uh, or DJs didn't know where to put it because it was too, uh, it was too milk toast like Michael Bublé. It was too, I don't know what to what. It was, but it was a big hit. It was a big hit. Uh, by the way, I'm, I could tell you today that I had a very, very nice dinner last night with Papa Handsome and his wife. And our friend Sandy Cares and a great guest, Lauren. I can tell you now, even though I haven't had the dinner yet, I can tell you last night we had a fabulous dinner, even though I haven't had the dinner yet because I have that much faith. This is going to be a fine table, not to mention there'll be a lot of wine and I don't have to worry about getting up at 4.30 in the morning to do this, Drek. How about that? First story up, six men and a dog. Huh? That's not a Carnival 7-day cruise. No, six men and a dog. Yeah, I love these stories. We, I've never experienced it. Harmony of the Seas rescued six fishermen and their dog on Tuesday. These were not refugees trying to get uh, from Cuba to the United States. They were fishermen uh, who left Cozumel, and obviously their boat needs a little wake because their engine broke down and then their radio broke. So prior to the radio crapping out, they were able to get out uh, the mayday, the mayday, and then no one could find them. And they were out there for two days, and a big old cruise ship found them. In fact, uh, I guess it's a local radio station or a website, CZM Noticias. They posted Tuesday morning on January 16th, with all your heart, if you go fishing tomorrow, don't forget to look up to the horizon in case you see a boat drifting or floating in the sea. So it's kind of an obscure way of saying, hey, we got six guys in the dog with no engine, no radio. Take a look for these six dopes. How do you go out without a portable radio? How do you not go out with a battery-powered radio? Uh, you know why? <laughs> because they're not very good fishermen. But anyway, uh, they were lucky because here comes the harmony. Massive ships. I mean, massive ships. Somebody had to really be paying attention. Because these guys are down on the water like little, you know, birds. Uh, and they found them. And they picked them up and they turned them over to the um, the Mexican Navy. Not for, uh, they weren't on a restaurant or anything. They just, you know, they needed a ride back so they could have some soup and then think about getting a better boat next time. Oh, I didn't have that ready. That would have been the perfect time. This would have been, let me see, I can find it pretty quick. This is a, I got it. Hold on a minute here. Is that going to work? What I got to do, though, I got to do this. And then I got to go here and I got to put it there. All that just to do this? You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I know. You still with me? I, I feel like I'm punishing you people lately for being so loyal. So anyway, congratulations to those six fishermen. And the dog. The dog's name was uh, Canelo. And Canelo got to go. You know, most times you take a dog when you go hunting. And not but it's Mexico. <laughs> most times, though, uh, honey, I'm taking the two Labradors. We're going to go out there and shoot some birds. But, uh. Uh, the other way, it was like, hey, I got the fishing bowl. Somebody get the chihuahua. <laughs> Let's go. Next story, the saga of Villa V. Uh, I need to get music with this. That's what we need. The new streamlined show, the saga of Villa V. If you don't know the story, this goes back to the saga of Moray Cruz's Life at Sea, a Turkish guy that came up with this brain fart that he was going to he was going to buy a ship, they were going to refurbish the ship, and they were going to sell the apartments on the ship, and they were going to sail around the world until the ship broke down. Very much like these six guys from Cosimo. Uh, it didn't work, but he hired a guy that 
he thought could make it work, and the guy that, that thought he thought could make it work took everybody that worked for this guy, and he got his own deal going, and it's called Villa V Residences, Residences, because uh, he's selling the, the rooms on the ship as apartments uh, for as long as three and a half years. And I've pointed out these small deficiencies in the past. Uh, first of all, he does have a ship. Congratulations. He's way ahead of the Turkish guy. Uh, he's supposed to take delivery of the ship next month. He was able to acquire the Braemar. The Braemar was owned by Fred Olson uh, and became available. You know how you have hand-me-downs? This ship is a hand-me-down, 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 hand-me-down ship. It is 30 years old. And has been passed around more than a bong at a frat party. <laughs> hey, thank you. I'm doing it in the afternoon from now on. After a nice big fat ice cream cone. You thought I was going to say something else. Uh, anyway, the, now, ironically, it is ironic. And this story was in the Cruise Hive, which is the rat blog. You can find it yourself, cruisehive.com. It was in the rat blog. Not known for its... Uh, Factual accuracy, let's put it that way. Factual accuracy. They claim uh, that at one time this ship was part of Crown Cruise Lines. There were no, there was not a Crown Cruise Line. It was part of Royal Cruise Line, and it was called the Crown Odyssey. And Royal was owned by Knut Kloster, who also owned Norwegian Cruise Line at the time and also Royal Viking Cruise Line at the time. And they both were uh, struggling, both Royal and Royal Viking were struggling financially. And the decision was made to disband those two lines and to move the ships from the Royal Cruise Line into NCL. And the uh, Crown Odyssey, which eventually became another ship and another ship and another ship, and then the Braemar, the Crown Odyssey became the Norwegian Crown. Why is this? At all interesting, it's because I where I met my wife. My wife was the cruise director on the Norwegian Crown, and I was forced against my will, uh, not to marry, to fly to a to a Gatwick in London, and get a bus to go to Dover, England, to get on a cruise ship. And I mean, I was forced. I told my agent, "This is ridiculous. I just want to work out of Miami, the Caribbean. I love the Caribbean. Let me sail out of San Juan, seven day cruises." Now you gotta go to Dover, England, and I did. And I met the wife, and we're married. So that was a very lucky ship for me. I hope it is a very lucky ship for these people at the Villa V residence. Now, why am I talking about it? Because the guru wants to say if their chefs are nearly as good as the PR department, they're going to do fine because somehow they get stories written about them all the time. And this particular story, which was in the rat blog of the cruise hive, is the fact that they set a record, a one-day record for sales, a one-day record for sales on Villa V based on her total capacity. They sold 6% of the ship's inventory. That's 55, uh, or 55 cabins. Not even 55. The ship holds... See, they even got that wrong. This ship holds 924 guests. 6% of that is uh, 56, 57 people. So they sold 25 cabins in one day, and this guy popped a bottle of champagne, put out a PR release, and the cruise blog, cruise rat blog covered it, and I'm talking about it. I still don't know. The ship is 30 years old. People are buying in for for years and years and years. You know, things break. Things break, and all the people that are buying in they break. <laughs> they better have a top-notch medical center and a helicopter standing by for that group, I'll tell you that. Villa V Residences. Hey, everybody, where's the spirit? 
Where's the spirit? I'm writing these headlines. Uh, pretty impressive, huh? A federal court has blocked the JetBlue Spirit, spirit Airlines merger. I don't know where I stand on this or sit on this. Here's the deal. I'm not making this up. And I know you're wondering, we're getting a little more commentary than we are actual good information. But this is interesting. The federal uh, attorneys, they based their whole idea on that young people would be disappointed. According to this article, which was in USA Today, and I thank you, Len, I think it sounds to me. I get get better with that. Uh, according to this article, throughout the trial, the government invoked the experience of the average spirit consumer, a college student in Boston hoping to visit her parents in San Juan, Puerto Rico, or a large Boston family planning a vacation to Miami that they can only afford the trip at, at spirits prices. According to the in the judge's order, he said it is a large category of consumers those who must rely on spirit that this merger would harm. The defendant airlines, though exceedingly well-represented, simply cannot demonstrate these consumers would avoid harm. He doesn't get it. The judge doesn't get it. He's never flown spirit, this bonehead. This is what they want to do. Spirit is trying to get with JetBlue so they can take on American and Delta and United they're trying to get bigger so they can take on the big guys. Will it cost a few bucks? Maybe, maybe not. Nobody knows for sure. They still have to sell the damn seat, right? Now, what the judge is saying, well, then you know what? There won't be enough cheap seats available for that kid that wants to go back to Puerto Rico in November. And that is the reason that uh, they just want to get bigger because there's more uh, ways to economize when you're bigger and you can take on the big guys. Meanwhile, American Airlines is screwing us six ways from Sunday trying to get to the Caribbean on American. The prices are obscene. No one's saying a word. It's the gates anyway. The gates control the business. Who has the gates? He who has the gates controls the game. And this is the other reason for the merger. They'll have more gates available. Now, I would imagine that Spirit was going to be absorbed into JetBlue. If I'm not mistaken, JetBlue started because there was a hole in the market, and they found that hole in the market with smaller planes and better seats and better service. And Spirit, they found a hole in the market, too, for smaller planes, lousy service, charging for everything. I mean, everything. Uh, uh, excuse me, but did we just catch you looking at the plane while it land? Yeah, that's a buck and a half. Two different ways of doing business. I don't know how it was going to end up, but I think the judge is nuts. And he actually bought this sob story. I mean, give me a break. Hold on. Here's the problem if we allow this merger. A college student in Boston hoping to visit her parents in San Juan, Puerto Rico, might not be able to go. She got to Boston, didn't she? <laughs> Get another job. Buy a better ticket. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Does it make any sense to you? Hey, hey. My band, want, they get paid by the soldier who's trying to get some extra money. I don't know. I'm thinking about it out loud. And I don't I don't think I agree with this judge. I didn't normally I look up the judge and find out who chose him, you know. Because let's be honest. You can say this, but this is not related to travel. Not a pro-business administration. It isn't. Now, whether or not he was... Uh, 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 put put on the bench this recently? Probably not. 
But that's Boston anyway. That, that court, you don't want to be in court in Boston. I'm sorry. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Hawaii. We're heading to Hawaii, you know. Kona and Hilo and I don't know, Honolulu. I have not spent much time in Hawaii. But I'm, tell, I'm told the weather has been awful in Hawaii. It's been so bad that at the Kona International Airport, they had to shut it down because there were cracks in the runway. I'm not a good flyer. Cut this out, people. Now, I'm not flying anywhere until March 9th. Actually, that's not true. I'll be on Fiji Airways on February 23rd. Everybody, please get out the rosy beads on that day to help me out here. Anyway, if you were supposed to fly into Kona, you didn't make it. If you were supposed to fly out. What was interesting about this story is whoever wrote it, I don't understand how people write anymore. Uh, here's what was written. Kona International Airport was effectively, effectively shut down Monday. Was it shut down or not? What does that mean, effectively shut down? Uh, what, or maybe he means, he or she means it was shut down, went smooth, not like Nork. You shut down Nork and LaGuardia, oh my God. But it was effective, it was very effective. They shut it down, everybody was, they sat there and everything was good. Maybe that's why. Otherwise, I think the word is useless. Somebody has to buy this person Grammarly. Anyway, and it was uh, shut down due to fissures, fissures, fissures in the asphalt. Cracks. Do we have to go with fissures? This is not the National Geographic. Oh, thought I killed that. Somebody just sent me an email. You want to read it? Might be more interesting than this podcast. It's not National Geographic. We don't necessarily have to have fissures. We had cracks. Uh, or as the guy, the mechanic said, that's something cracked. Look at it. It's got cracks. So they shut down the airport, and now they're working with the Hawaii Department of Transportation to patch the, patch the runway. I would be real thrilled when I was there. I'm reading that they've had freezing rain in Hawaii. The hikers there were hit with freezing rain and flooding. And, oh, and we're going there. And we're going to be going there. Uh, the other thing was the writer of this uh, spectacular, soon-to-be Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, article said that once they saw the cracks in the asphalt, the drama sparked travel chaos for hundreds of flyers. Can I don't understand that. They didn't put on a play, did they? It wasn't like a drama would be, I think, if someone was running around the airport with a loaded weapon. That might be dramatic. But the fact they found cracks. Okay, move on, Tom. Now you're just preaching to people. And and I know, the listeners, and the, we have thousands now. We have thousands. They sit on the edge of their seat right near the button to just erase it. And they go, it's going to get better just a second. Give it a minute. It's going to, you know, we can play that music. Thank you very much. Just remember, people. Thank you. Richard Branson, I talk about him a lot. He never talks about me. I can guarantee you, anybody that knows Richard Branson, call him up. Has he ever mentioned the guru of the seas? And I am much more in tune with what is happening than most of the people in this industry. I won't name these people. They're all on the icon of the seas right now. Kissing took us six ways to Sunday. Oh, Michael Bailey, it's the most beautiful ship ever. Did I get invited? No, I wouldn't have went anyway. They weren't going to pay me. 
I happen to get paid for what I do here. Not this. This is this is pocket change. Richard Branson, he likes to get involved in his companies. So the Valiant Lady was making its first call to Roadtown Tortola. Not exactly New York City, Paris, or London. <laughs> Roadtown Tortola. And you know who was there to be there? Richard Branson. They gave him a plaque. They gave him a little sex kit. They said, engraved, engraved, here you go. Uh, I think that's really cool. You know, you just don't see a lot of it. Christine Duffy has disappeared from social media. She was on it all the time, uh, doing this and doing that. Maybe there's something else going on. I don't know, none of my business. But to commemorate the ship's first visit, a plaque was presented on behalf of the government and the people of the Virgin Islands to Sir Richard Branson and the captain of the ship, whose name was uh, Justin Laws. Um, pretty cool. And you got to believe the people in uh, Rotown Tortola, the politicians, they all came out for that. I mean, he's legendary, Sir Richard Branson. Like, I, you know, I was just there in Rotown, but, you know, they didn't invite me to be part of the plaque ceremony. They could have said, you know, this is, I know you're going to have Sir Richard Branson, he's a billionaire and everything, but this is, this is the guru. Not one person has me. The guru. Hands-on, that's what he is. Hands-on Richard Branson. How about cold hands-on? What? If you're a cow in a warm morning, Roy Clark. Really good article about Antarctica. You know if you listen to the podcast religiously, and as I've said many times, most people do because they get halfway through and go, Jesus, that's enough. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. You're an idiot! Article about Antarctica and about a gentleman, a, a father, who took his 13-year-old son and went on an Aurora expedition, expedition ship, the Sylvia Earl. She's the godmother, I think, of the explorer's journeys. Um, and he said it was pretty amazing. And the 13-year-old thought it was, thought it was he, thought it, he didn't have a list, but I had a list. Thought it was, thought it was amazing. He took the kid, took the crew as a birthday gift. His father gave him this trip to freeze his butt off for his birthday. But they live in California, so maybe he wanted to change the pace. Um, but they went there, and as part of the expedition, they actually, I did this in Greenland. Um, I, I walked on a glacier out in the middle of the water, you know, like a, one, you know, a landlocked one. Anyway, they, they landed on one of these glaciers, and the, uh, the guide said, um, pretty sure you're the first people to stand here. And the 13-year-old completely got it. And he went to a spot and said, look, Dad, no one else has ever been here. I'm the first person to set foot right here. And then he slipped, cracked his head. He's been in the hospital. <laughs> okay, I, read, I read that part out. Wait, hold on. You're going to need a bigger boat. I found that. I better use it more than once today. It's a lot of work involved. So anyway, I think it's pretty cool. There's a great article. Um, I was surprised at this because the guru has a tendency to make fun of people that go where it's very cold, Ron. I'll name them all. But in 2023, in the season, 71,200 people visited the ice during the season to visit Antarctica. And uh, big numbers. And as I've said many times, expedition ships are hot. They're hot, baby. And everybody wants to go there and wear, zo uh, wear a big uh, parkas and climb in a zodiac. And, um, and off you go. Aurora Expeditions, it was arranged by Kristen Wincafe. W-I-N-K-A-F-F-U-E, Win Caffey. Not nearly as good as double hyphen from yesterday. I wish I'd have, I, I should have put the double hyphen story at the beginning yesterday. Then I could have called it back a little more, you know? Um, double hyphen Zimmerman.
It was a great story. But anyway, the story is about three things you should be aware of if you're going to do an Antarctic expedition. First, you will have to cross the Drake Passage. Passage. That's the you know that's uh, um, uh, going around Cape Horn. But now they don't go all the way around Cape Horn anymore because of sustainability. We're going to use less fuel or whatever. So we go through the Drake Passage. I've done it. And in fact, I got an email from. Another great listener and friend, Lynn, down there with, with her husband, they went through the Drake Passage, and she said, we're going through the passage that's actually named for the Guru of the Seas. It should be renamed the Guru of the Seas Passage. So you have to be aware of that. Now, if you're doing that on a big mother ship, that's how we've done it. I mean, no, I've done it on this ship, uh, Nautica, but I've done it on bigger ships. Yeah, you, you don't get beat up as bad, but if you're on a small expedition ship, you're in trouble. That is why there are some companies now, Lindblad, Expeditions. The the president of the founder, Sven Olaf Olaf Blinblad, they're now going to fly people over. They're going to fly them over. It's the poor crew. They still have to live with it, like the crew going to the Red Sea for target practice anyway. And uh, so you can fly over. But if you want to be, if you're on the cheap or on a big ship, you have, might have a bumpy ride. And uh, second, you have to anticipate it might not go the way you think it's going to go. There will be missed ports involved. You know, that happens in our industry. I've been to places that no one else can get to. I've been to uh, St. Helena where where they exiled Napoleon. I went there with rich people who wanted to do it in spite of that. Uh, and other places like that you don't get into a lot because of the tender process. So they said you must be flexible. But I, I, I read something by the assistant expedition leader on, on uh, the trip that he— Everybody has FOMO. Have you heard of this? Not FOMO. It's not like, you know, they just re-signed this quarterback for FOMO year. <laughs> this is FOMO. It means the fear of missing out. I have never heard that expressed in almost 30 years out here, that the guests suffer from FOMO, not MOFO. <laughs> FOMO. So, although more than once we've had a, a few mofos upset about FOMO, <laughs> I should stop this and do it over. But I'm not. I haven't been drinking, I swear. Oh, maybe one small mimosa every 10 minutes. But anyway, the other thing is, why not? You have to be aware of the environment. You have to be aware because the Antarctic environment is vulnerable. You think the environment's vulnerable. You see the age of the people going there? Oh, they get out of the bed in the morning vulnerable. They're susceptible to every possible disease and fracture known to man. They're the vulnerable part of it. Anyway, scientists have warned of dire impacts due to climate change. And I've warned our guests of dire situations due to going there in the first place. Freezing, getting in zodiacs that flip over. Anyway, you have to be very careful when you go there. Absolutely careful. According to Mario Placidi Spring, expedition leader on one of the trips here, said, we are aware, of course, in spite of all the work that we do to make it sustainable as possible, we do have an impact. Which raises the question in Buffalo yesterday. What effect did global warming have on the Buffalo Bills the Steelers game when they were paying people $20 an hour and giving them a free shovel to try to clean the stadium? And the scientists are walking around going, got to rethink this whole global warming thing. I know I'm going to hear from some scientists now telling me, you don't understand how it works. A glacier just moved on the other side of the earth. 
That guy was shoveling, upset the whole seismic balance of the planet. I do wish we could chat. I just looked at the clock. This is a thank you. 30 minute podcast. That's it. With a two minute bumper. This is the bumper. What a dinner I had last night with my friends. I know I did. I haven't had it yet. I haven't had the dinner, but I know it's going to be a great dinner. And if not, I'll tell you about the day after. I like the new format. This is the podcast for Wednesday, January 17th, Hump Day. Recorded when the podcaster was reasonably awake, reasonably coherent, reasonably uh, humorous. I wouldn't plug the word funny in there. He was a little uh, edgy. Oh, edgy today. Yes, indeed. FOMO. Mopo. Nah. That's edgy. I'll hear about it. Good, bad, or indifferent. It'll generate some discussion. Husband's saying to the wife, that was funny. Wife's going, I don't know. What does he mean anyway with the FOMO? <laughs> People in Jersey be going, hey, that's funny stuff, dude. People in Kansas will be going, I had a dog named FOMO. He was a good dog. Only had three legs, but he moved. He often hoped for one more, one more leg for the FOMO. <laughs> I swear I'm not on any kind of extra medicine. Just my usual amount. All right, as you know, thank you for all the support and the, and the, the new listeners. Really appreciate it. My friend Scott, who goes, you almost make sense now with... I'll talk to you when you're not recording it. I don't know what you're saying, but you make more sense when you make a podcast out of it. Something like that. All right, talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. No more music. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.